0: Good morning, folks. I'm here with Mark Stroggins here at Stroggins Law Group in the Frisco office. Today, we're talking about mental health issues and child custody Right on a Monday. What a great
1: topic. Yeah, I mean, this is something that has become more and more commonplace, and you're just seeing an awful lot with the way life has changed and uh, people's involvement. So mental health is something that plays into child custody matters in a very, very large manner, both the mental health of the parents and the mental health of the kids.
0: All right. Well, before we get going, I hear there's rumblings of some big news around Strachan's laundry Yeah, we are
1: going to be moving into our new Dallas office uh, the week of March 2nd. So uh, that is going to be down at Energy Square. So that better serves our, uh, our folks in the Park Cities area, uh, and Lakewood and th- Lake Highlands and, uh, you know, East Dallas, all of that. So really excited about that.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to seeing the space. Yeah,
1: it, well, it will look very similar to our Frisco space. So branding. when you walk in, you will know.
0: Consistency of branding. <laughs> there you go, That's exactly. LTV. All right, so jumping into mental health issues and child custody, let's we're going to talk about, in part <coughs> one, the mental health of parents, part two, mental health of kids, and then part three, how therapists are using child custody. So right. let's jump right into part one here with mental health of parents, right. talking about you know whether there's a diagnosis, and then secondly, do we need a psych eval? What are we looking at?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the advent of the Internet has been a great thing in many ways. A
0: blessing and a curse, I say.
1: That's exactly right. And so there, right. there are lots of other ways that it has not been so great. And mm-hmm. so, like, everybody... You hear the term narcissist thrown around all the time. You know, he, he or she's a narcissist or or now they read about, you know, someone's borderline or they're a sociopath or they're a psychopath or something like that. You know, those are very distinct diagnoses and they're serious. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you can even get into other stuff. Is someone bipolar? Are they bipolar one or are they bipolar two? Which is, you know, doesn't have as extreme as bipolar ones, so or there are a whole lot of different things. That come into play. Well,
0: Mark, all you have to do is watch TV and watch some of the ads for, I can even probably tell you the names of the prescription drugs for the bipolar. And they've got the, the lady who's on the roller coaster and she's up and down and screaming, right. going shopping and then returning all her stuff. And everyone, I can see people going into a child custody issue thinking, oh my goodness, that's the other parent.
1: Well, and that's, that's huge. Yep. I mean, because that does happen and it happens regularly. And, you know, depression is big and, you uh, depression, you know, untreated is dangerous, very dangerous. Um, you know, and there's episodic depression and then there is, you know, clinical depression and there there are a number of different different things. So let's kind of talk about this. So when people start throwing around things like narcissism and sociopath, psychopath, borderline personality disorder, histrionic, all of that, you know, what do all those mean? Well, I'm not a psychiatrist or psychologist, and I'm not going to try to go into all the difference, differences amongst them here. Uh, aside from saying that there's a difference between if you have read stuff and you believe that your spouse or you know baby mama or baby daddy has that, or if the person actually has been diagnosed with that. Right. There's also a big difference as to whether or not a person has been diagnosed and is being treated uh, for that, whether it's through talk therapy, through medication management, what's going on there? And then the question is, how does it impact? So you mentioned the the commercial with uh, someone that's bipolar and the ups and downs and how all that, you know, and that can present in a lot of different ways. In the mania, crazy spending, you know, um, big shotism, for lack of a better way of sure. uh, putting, uh, sexual promiscuity, uh, a whole bunch of different things. And then the depression is someone, you know, basically, can't get out of bed, thinks that they are the lowest of the low of the low, you know? And so if it's untreated, it's a problem. And, um, but if someone is treated, it doesn't mean that they can't have, you know, the relationship that virtually everybody else does, or I shouldn't say virtually everybody else, but that everybody else has the opportunity to have with their kids. So these are all really important things. If you think that you're, spouse is presenting with a lot of these, okay? Um, Then you need to think long and hard about talking to your lawyer about, do we need to seek to have a a psychological evaluation done of that party, okay? Uh, Here's the thing that you need to understand. If the psychological evaluation is going to be performed on the other party, most likely that psychological evaluation is going to be performed on you as well. And are you a little... You know, do you have your own issues that you would rather not be brought up? Is that fair, by the way? Of course it is. Absolutely. Why? Well, I mean, you know, it's the old what what is good for the goose is good for the gander. Okay. I mean, and, and the problem is, you know, we used to hear back in the day, you know, oh, he or she is an armchair quarterback, right? Sure, yeah. Well, it's the same crap now, except yeah. it's, it's more significant. And I'll tell you the biggest place that I see that people don't, shows just a total lack of understanding. Mm. He or she is a narcissist. Okay, everybody has narcissistic tendencies because it is necessary to be able to survive. Okay, but there is healthy narcissism, and there's unhealthy narcissism. Right. Okay, but that's just a, an example. I mean, so it's like you know we talk about the ego as well, and the ego his his ego is totally out of whack.
0: Leave the okay? ego at the door.
1: Without ego, you can't survive. Well, right. Okay? Uh, I mean, it is. these are things that are in place to help us survive as human beings. So there's a difference between what is a healthy use of these things and what is an unhealthy use and when it is crossed over into that area. You know, is
0: dad encouraging the kids to be competitive in sports? That's one thing. But the accusation could be that he's making them too competitive and turning them into little self-narcissists as well. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, yeah, I mean sports.
1: Sports is an interesting. <sighs> sports is an interesting deal. I mean, um, and there are a lot of different factors that that come into play on that too, especially because of how expensive yeah. everything is now. You know, it's not like when I was a kid and we played through, you know, played football through the Y, yeah. and you know, in uh, baseball and you know, swim team through a country club or you know. All these different things. I mean, it's different now. I mean, if somebody's really got talent uh, in basketball, they're playing AAU. If somebody's really got talent in volleyball, they're playing club. If somebody's really talented in baseball, you know, they're at D-BAT or, you know, and playing with a traveling team like the Dallas Mustangs or something. You know, doing doing that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, and, you know, getting off the point and getting back on, you know, so a lot of these could be catalysts of things that bring out these – discussions of mental health. And so, again, it sounds like we have to be really careful when we're making accusations like that because it could be a huge
1: ball. Well, it absolutely is. I mean, it's not something to be taken lightly. And that's one of the things that I talk to every one of my clients about is, you know, you need to be really careful when it's kind of like the discussion we've talked about the use of a protective order. Yeah. There are plenty of firms out there that try to use protective orders when they they have no business seeking one, but they're trying to use it as an advantage in child custody matters, or uh, to get spousal maintenance, okay? Totally inappropriate. Totally inappropriate. And we know who these folks are. That being said, you see people do this as well, and you better be careful about that because it will boomerang
0: on yeah. you. Yeah. Real quick, um, in when you're working with mental health people, yeah. tell us a little bit about that when a client has... Mental health questions about the other. Um, who are the other mental health people around in the community that you call on? Sure, so let's just talk about that shortly.
1: So, I mean, depending on what's going on, I mean, there can be a whole list of folks that are uh, that are employed. So, mm-hmm. you might need a psychiatric evaluation. Okay, mm-hmm. that psychiatric evaluation is going to, much like a psychological evaluation, is going to determine whether someone is. Um, having problems with some of these different mental health areas. Mm -hmm. The difference on a psychiatric is, you know, a psychiatrist is a medical doctor, Mm -hmm. okay? As a medical doctor, they can prescribe medication. So all the stuff we hear about with the different antidepressants and all that, a psychiatrist is who is going to prescribe that. Now, there are lots of people that are prescribed by their family physician. And, you know, maybe that works. Maybe it doesn't. I will always tell people the best thing is to go to a psychiatrist Mm. because that is what they do. It is rare that you see a psychiatrist who is doing talk therapy. Okay, Psychologists do talk therapy. They also do all of this testing. Okay. You know, some of it is uh, various multiple choice things. Some of it is through talk that is part of it, you know, and they're looking to see if somebody... Is actually fitting within a diagnosis mm-hmm. as contained in the DSM five. Okay, that has the list of all of these different things, and maybe you do, and maybe you don't. Okay, and so if you find someone that is, then what needs to happen? Well, do they need to be referred to a psychiatrist based on this behavior to be medicated? Uh, does that psychologist actually do uh, talk therapy, or do they just do the psychometric testing and? Uh, evaluation, or do they need to be sent to a licensed professional counselor or someone that's got a master's in social work that also does this talk therapy? It could be any one of these or any combination of those. So all of those play in. So in a child custody matter, you could see with a parent, okay, and we're just talking about the parent now, parent could need to go to a psychiatrist, could need to go to a psychologist, could need to go to an LPC, Mm okay? Okay. The LPC could also do, one of the things we hear about, somebody's got anger management issues, right? Mm -hmm. They need to go to anger management counseling. Maybe there has been alienation or something has gone on where there needs to be reunification counseling. All of these things come into play and are really important to consider when you're sitting down and talking to your board-certified family lawyer about, what the hell do I do in this particular circumstance? Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, Mark, in our part one, we talked about mental health issues about parents, and now it's time to talk about
1: children. Right. Complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like where parents can need to undergo a psychological evaluation or a psychiatric evaluation, same thing can happen with kids. I mean, we hear more and more about, you know, you used to hear about um, mental retardation, or you would hear about um, someone that was autistic and now we look at all there's so many different variations you know asperger's and and all these different ones that we start talking about things on the spectrum
0: spectrums yeah
1: right so so does the child is does that child fit somewhere on the spectrum and do they need um some sort of special treatment whether that is therapy whether it is occupational therapy Uh, Do they need to be medicated? Do they need to go through talk therapy? There can be a whole list of different things that come into play on that. Mm -hmm. So, um, and here's something I think that's important to think about. There's been a trend in Collin County lately of going away from child custody evaluators and going instead to amicus attorneys. Okay. The reason being that So often, it takes the child custody evaluator much longer than it does an amicus to kind of get to the same type of area, but with a different methodology.
0: Why is that? Uh,
1: Well, I mean, they're just a whole lot of things. First of all, you find more and more mental health experts that take the position that they aren't going to testify or they aren't going to do anything in the court, which Hmm. I have a big problem with. I think, I think, no, it's freaking ridiculous. I mean, in my opinion, I think if that is what you have chosen to do, you know that that's part that plays into it. So that's just my personal belief. There are some that feel very strongly about that and they will tell you, you don't want to subpoena me because blah, 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 which I think is a conflict of of interest for them and violates their duty to their client. Hmm. But that's just my opinion. So that being said, You've got a bunch of different things that you've got to look at when it comes to the, comes to the child. So, getting, getting into the, the amount of time that it can take with a child custody evaluation because you have so few that are really willing to play in that space anymore. Okay? Yeah. So, however, I think that the time that you want to approach the judge in Collin County, and in any county for that matter, and say no matter what, we need a child custody evaluation, is when there's a lot of mental health issues that are in play. Because an amicus is a lawyer, okay, right. and unless they are also a psychologist, their knowledge base only goes so far. So it's just like, you know, I've been doing this for a long time now, okay. Uh, I hate to say how long, but a long time. Okay. <laughs> so, but but the point is, I'm pretty well versed in all of these areas of mental health. Sure. But my knowledge base only goes to a certain level. That is not what I was trained in. That is not what I am trained as. I'm a board certified family lawyer, okay? Really good in that area, good up to a point in dealing with the mental health issues. And so I bring experts in to assist me with that. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's the problem with an amicus, okay? Same training. Okay. They're only gonna have knowledge to a certain area. So If what the big issues are in your case are mental health issues, you really need a mental health professional who is making decisions based on that. The lawyer can only do what they can do up to a certain point. Mm. So, it is rife with possibilities of misapplication and misunderstanding. And so, that's a real concern, and that's something that needs to be dealt with. So... Sorry, that's my little diatribe about sure. that, but that's something really important for people to think about. You know, is this I understand that Collin County, you know, generally is using an amicus. Is that something that we want to do here? And the answer might be, are you out of your damn mind? No, absolutely not, because these are issues that are much too important. And how the hell is a lawyer going to figure that out? Right. You know, we need an expert in the field of mental health. So let's talk about all these different things that can go on with kids. Like like we were talking about with a with a parent. Okay. Mm -hmm. You might need a psychiatric evaluation. You might need a psychological evaluation. Okay. Once those are performed, those are going to dictate some different things. So then do you end up with a child's therapist? Then do you end up with an occupational therapist that is assisting? Maybe you've got someone that is somewhere on the spectrum. And so they're not in, uh, they're dealing with special education things. And maybe they're uh, a child who is never going to be totally self-sufficient. Does that mean they're going to continue to reside as a disabled adult with a parent? I mean, these are other things that come up, okay? Um, let's say that there has been alienating behavior by one parent. Uh, so you don't have much of a relationship between the, the parent who is not at fault and these kids. Well, do you just throw them together? hmm I personally think that's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to do some reunification counseling. So there can be a multitude of counselors and professionals that are involved. Now, that being said, as I'm sure anybody can imagine, how do you think a kid reacts to being poked and prodded, whether it is with needles and stuff or whether it's up here? Right by umpteen different professionals. Yeah. Pretty freaking poorly, right? Right. Okay, so you got to figure like out... It. No crap. I mean, I it, it's crazy. So you've got to really... You've got to be very careful and you really need to be surgical in your approach and talk about what... You know, really doing a cost-benefit analysis. Um, and I use that term intentionally because you've actually got a cost side of it as well. And we're all willing... Most of us are willing to, our kids are the most important things in our lives, okay? Yes, sir. And we're willing to do whatever the hell we need to do to take mm-hmm. care of those kids. But there is a cost to all of these mental health professionals. Are they in, um, are they in plan? Are they outside of plan? Guess what? A lot of them are outside of plan, you know? Do you come from a lot of money? Do you make a lot of money? Or are you just, you know, are you check to check, you know? Do you make a lot of money, but you're check to check because of all the stuff that's outside? Yeah, okay. you know. Do you have a Do you have a spouse that suffers from um, that suffers from a lot of mental health issues? So he or she sees those issues in everybody else he or she sees, and so you're dealing with you know phantom diagnoses by someone who knows enough to be dangerous. Wow, yeah. you know, and these are things folks that come up. I mean, I can tell you I've got cases going on right now where those are some issues. So these are really, really important things that need to be thought of. So what I would suggest is you need to look at, okay, you've got a list of, uh, like, you've got the kid's pediatrician, right? Maybe if the kid has, um, has asthma issues or they've got stomach issues, you know they've got uh, a specialist so you've got a gastroenterologist you know for someone who's got some stomach my, my daughter had some stomach issues yeah. when she was a kid so she went and saw a guy a uh, great doctor here dr kendall brown okay and saw him and he did you know work with her for a long time and maybe maybe the kid's got asthma okay and it's beyond what your primary care physician deals with so they're sent to a pulmonologist sure. to really to really look at that or um, you know, God forbid, maybe the kids had some, um, you know, some heart issues as as a child. And so they've got a, a pediatric cardiologist. I mean, there are a whole number of things. So if you make all these lists, how many, how many doctors does the kid have? How many doctors does the kid actually see actively? Yeah. And then what are these other things that we're looking at? So is this something that a child needs? Is it not? Is it something that you see a parent is just trying to get um some sort of benefit some sort of gain to try to say oh no no see the other parent doesn't see all these problems that i see so i'm really the one that cares he or she is truly disinterested you know a lot of the time that's bullshit right just total bullshit so you know it's important to really look at this stuff and and analyze it and You know, your lawyer is there for one reason and one reason only, and that is to do the very best job he or she can do in representing you, all right? And what you hire a lawyer for is their advice, okay? Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean you have to follow their advice, but that's what you hire them for. Now, if you go through and you're getting all of this advice from someone that it ain't their first rodeo, all right, and they're telling you, this is going to hurt you, this is going to hurt you, this is going to hurt you. And more importantly, this is going to be detrimental to the kid, you know, and all you're trying to do is get an advantage and you're just kind of, no, I'm going to proceed forward. You know what? It might be time to change horses in that fight. I can tell you in situations like that, I will tell my client, you need to go hire another lawyer. Sure. Because you're not listening to the damn thing that I say and I can't help you in doing this. There's
0: there's, There's a lot of moving parts.
1: There are a ton of moving parts.
0: It's so important. That's why we need to set someone. That's why I would send someone when I get referrals. I send them to a board certified lawyer like Mark here at Scarletons Law Group. Yeah, thank
1: you. I think that's really important. Board certification is important. That means you've got a higher level of expertise. You've done all these trials. You've done all these mediations. You've done these appeals. You're in court frequently. You mm-hmm. know how to handle these issues, okay? And uh, unless you deal with them day in and day out, uh, it's really hard to know what the hell you're doing. So- Pick wisely, folks. Pick wisely.
0: Absolutely. All right, Mark. We've talked about mental health issues with parents and with children and child custody. How are the therapists used in the actual case itself?
1: Okay. Great question. Um, And that can be they can be used in a lot of different ways. Okay. So let's say that you went and saw a you and your spouse went and saw a marriage counselor Mm -mm. prior to marriage. Okay, that's free game. Okay, that is all fair game. So all that stuff you were talking about. Well, you know, uh, she's she's bipolar, and when she's not treated, she spends like spends like a maniac. And so you've got someone who's a saver and someone who's a spender. All that stuff that, that was in there is going to come out. Maybe mm-hmm. somebody else had an affair. That's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's one way. The use of therapists. Let's say that a child has a therapist. Okay? Um, maybe you've got a child who's really, really struggling in... Um, is really struggling in mom and dad living in different places and going back and forth and the child's starting to act out and he or she doesn't really talk to mom or dad about it or refuses to talk to mom or dad about it, but they will talk to the therapist about what's going on. That can be very important to have that therapist come in and testify. Mm -hmm. If you've got a child custody evaluator, obviously that person is going to come in and testify. We've talked about child custody evaluations before, I'll just give a brief overview. Child custody evaluator is going to interview mom's going to interview dad. It's going to see mom and dad separately at their places, how they interact with the kids. Is going to investigate, you know, what that home study looks like, what the place they live looks like. It's going to interview um, other witnesses that are provided by mom and dad. And there's a whole litany of stuff. Anyway, that person's going to come in and testify and make recommendations based upon the statutory requirements for doing child custody evaluation, So it's boxes, check, 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 check. Here's what I did. Here's here's what I found. Here's what I believe to be in the best interest of the kids. Okay. Psychiatrists or psychologists can come in and testify about, uh, let's say a psychologist uh, comes in and testifies that, you know, uh, he or she is a narcissist or this one is a borderline personality disorder, or this one's a, a show's, sociopathic tendencies or psychopathic tendencies uh whether or not then they are sent over uh to a psychiatrist for you know uh, are they on antipsychotic medication are they on antidepressants are they on anxiety meds and what is the combination and are they are they medicating properly are they over-medicated you know have you had to have someone come in um here's, here's a interesting area now pain management. Sure. Okay. So everybody's familiar with, you know, the opioid crisis and all the litigation that has been going on. And, you know, it's interesting because now, frankly, every doctor and their dog is afraid to, uh, prescribe opioids to people who don't have pain or who do not have addiction problems, Mm -hmm. which in my opinion is a shame because now you're, You've got people that are having real pain issues <laughs> that don't really have good, uh, good options of, of what can be used. But, but let's say that somebody's got, um, let's say they've got a, a degenerative back disorder, okay? And yeah. so they are going to a pain management specialist who's got them on a combination of, uh, you know, a cocktail of things, for lack of a better way of putting it. Maybe you've got hydrocodone or oxycodone mixed in and maybe they've also suffer from um, depression and so maybe they're on something there and maybe they're you know or maybe they're on an antipsychotic for something and then does that person drink do they do any recreational drugs so to speak
0: there's a, that yeah. I was going to ask about that because there's a lot of intervening things besides actual mental health issues and right. disorders they're, they could also have really bad allergies and be really I mean there's a lot of other things that can really affect people.
1: Well, there are. I mean, the allergies are one thing, but I mean the the other, the pain management stuff is significant. I mean, mm, because yeah. all of these, you know, and and do all of the doctors know about each other? I mean, now you, it, it, most do. Okay, and anytime you go to a pain management person generally they're going to have something that you're going to sign that says you're not going to obtain or attempt to obtain any pain medication from any other doctor mm-hmm. uh, or else we're going to cut you off and you're going to have to go somewhere else. Yeah. Okay, But the key thing is all of these come into play. What's the interaction of all of these different medications? So that's another area. So mental health experts can play a multitude of roles. And let's say that we had a child custody evaluation that came back that was not beneficial for my client. Mm-hmm. I might hire a, a mental health expert to go through that child custody evaluation and see was it done right? You know, are the results stale? When I say that, what do I mean? Well, you know, are we in trial now? Eight months after this has been rendered, uh, and the child custody evaluator still hasn't, you know, hasn't seen the kids or talk to anybody for eight or nine months. Mm, Well, you know, have things changed? Maybe. Could have situational issues that are, you
0: know, coming on.
1: Yeah, I mean, so there can be a whole whole litany of things that that can go on. So you could have therapists for both parents. You could have therapists for the kids. You could have a child custody evaluator. You could have a psychiatrist. You could have a psychologist Mm -hmm. for parents or kids. You know, you could have occupational therapists. I mean, do, do you have people that have physical or mental disabilities that, that have to be dealt with. I mean, so the interplay on all of these, as you can see, is it's significant and it is really, um, it's a lot folks. It's really a lot. So it's really important that, that you are upfront and honest with your attorney about all of these things that are going on and make sure that y'all sit down and testify or testify, sit down and talk about you know, here are the folks that I see. Here are what my issues are. Where do we think that that could come into play with the use of other mental health uh, folks? What about my spouse? Well, I think he or she has this or has that or the the other, and his behavior is off, and the way he interacts with the kids is, you know, uh, he's he's too stoic. I'm you know concerned. You know, he shows no emotion. Yeah. Uh, blah 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 blah. <laughs> so <laughs> it could be a litany of of, of things. So. All of these people can play really important parts in child custody evaluations or in, in child custody litigation, um, but it's a fine line. You need to use what you need to use, but you don't want to overdo it either. I mean, so there are a lot of balancing. Uh, there are a number of different balancing acts that are that are going to come into play, and and what is beneficial, and when is it going too far, and so. So it's a lot.
0: There's there's a lot there. I mean, it might you know we might see them come out and be used heavily in discovery. That might be used oh, to absolutely get towards settlement. You know, we're not necessarily talking about requirement of a final trial for these guys to be all involved in all this. Well, and so
1: here's another thing to think about. Anytime we're talking about all of the mental health stuff mm-hmm. or any kind of medical records, the first thing that comes to my mind is HIPAA. Yep. Which is a freaking nightmare. Okay. So you need HIPAA releases to be able to get the documents. You need HIPAA releases to be able to share the documents. I mean, so there are so many different things that can go wrong in that arena as well that you need to make sure, that's another thing, you need to make sure that your lawyer knows what the hell they're doing when it comes to that. Uh, Because the good thing is, I I think there was a time when... The courts were pretty cavalier about uh, medical records and the exchange of psychiatric and psychological information, and it is undoubtedly relevant to child custody matters. But now, people are seeing that you can't just use that to jack with the other person, and they're yeah. making you, you know, jump through hoops. And so, you know, there are times and places that that stuff is relevant, and there are times and places when it's not. You know, so. If you've got a property division case, uh, the odds are that, you know, if someone is smoking weed or something like that, what that who gives to it to it you? It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, I mean, um, does it exactly. Does it come into play on child custody matters? It can. You know, it's going to change. Yeah. Eventually, Texas is going to be like virtually everybody else and is going to have a Miracle. Uh, miracle. Uh, medical marijuana, you know, to be able to treat pain. And guess what? Shit ton of studies that say that it's a whole lot better than well, other stuff that's right. out
0: there. But that, that said, we don't need to be having parents driving high with the kids on their way to school, you know, and everything else. So and that's a different story. There's yeah. always going to be a thing that's going on. and But the thing that's going to be consistent in all time is that you've got one shot to raise your kids and have them turn out well. So that's right. why... You know, this is, it's one of the, this is one of the biggest deals you're going to encounter as a parent is a child custody case. And I can't think of anything no more important worth more blood, sweat, and tears to get it done right.
1: Yeah, well, totally agree. Totally agree. That's why hire the right folks. Be picky. Mm-hmm. You know, do some research. Sit down and talk with multiple folks if you need to. Absolutely. Make sure you find someone you're comfortable with mm-hmm. because what you need to do is come in and go, here's all this burden that I'm dealing with. You have it. Right. You know, and that's their job. You know, that's what we do. So make sure you pick well.
0: All right. Thank you all for listening to our podcast and video. And thank you all for sharing this because, you know, when we share our, you know, like to share things on Facebook, not everyone likes to click and engage with that because they think, oh, someone's going to think I've got these issues, but you just don't know. Your neighbor, best friend, could be behind the gates, behind the closed doors. We don't know what's going on with people. So it's it's to all of our interest to help people find the right professionals and attorneys but it really matters. So call Scarroggins Law Group.
1: Look forward to hearing from you.